Hello and welcome to the Proper Car Podcast. I'm Drew Markey and I'm excited to share my love of cars and my knowledge of the car sales and service industry with you. The goal of this podcast is to help you be more informed about the car buying process, to help you find the best car for your needs and your budget, and to help you enjoy car ownership more than you've ever imagined. I'm your ally in car buying and I can't wait to help you out, so let's get started. can't believe it's the end of 2022. This has been such a unique year for me, and I'm really glad that you've been along for the ride. My original plan was to do a Q&A podcast every 25 episodes, but with this one hitting right at the end of the year, which also means six months of podcasting and four months of my new business, I thought it might be more fun to do a wrap-up instead. I'm also going to take a little break from the podcast after this one to work on some new ideas and changes, as well as some other things that are in the works. More on that in a moment. So, welcome to episode 50, to the end of 2022, the beginning of a new year, and the new opportunities that that brings. In the next segment, I'm going to talk about the highlights from my first 50 episodes of this podcast as well as a few highlights from the business side of things. And then we'll shift into some talk of what's to come, planning and some of my ideas and so on. It should be fun. And honestly, I'm just grateful that you're here with me. Let's go ahead and get started. When I decided to open a car-focused business, I hope to help people learn the ins and outs of car buying. My main goal is to keep the average car buyer from getting ripped off, and I'd also like to help you figure out the best car possible while doing that. Getting my dealer's license and basically becoming a used car salesman was a really difficult decision for me. The only way I was gonna do it was by taking the path that I felt comfortable with, avoiding all of the ways people use this industry to make huge profits at the expense of their customers' financial well-being and hopefully bringing my own personal spin to it as well. The podcast has played a huge role in accomplishing that goal. It's an outlet for sharing information with a larger number of people than I can reach locally. And it gives me a chance to share my thoughts on the industry in a candid and transparent way. I originally promised myself that I would commit to this for at least 50 episodes. Why? Well, my ADHD makes it really hard for me to stick with something if I don't see quick signs of it working. But I knew that it would take some time and consistency for something like this to actually be effective. It also gave me a chance to touch on some very important topics so that I can refer back to them in the future whether that's in episodes where I go into greater detail later on or episodes that I can refer my clients to on the business side of things at the proper car. So let's talk about some of the highlights from these first 50 episodes of the podcast. Statistically speaking, my top episodes were financing and when to buy with new versus used, tire talk, and car payments all really closely ranked in the top five. 
it's pretty exciting for me to see that this content has resonated and that people are hopefully hearing some helpful advice on what I consider to be very important topics before buying a car and around ownership of their car. On social media, I had a few standout posts, including one that clearly got picked up by Instagram's algorithms. My top post in terms of engagement was my reel that I did showing how to check tire pressures and oil levels. It was kind of a fluke, bringing in over 14,000 views, receiving nearly 300 likes, and it brought in some great questions as well. But that post aligns well with some of my goals in the future, which we'll get into in the next segment. And although I see it as just a fluke or probably Instagram's attempt to get me out there, get some dopamine hit from seeing a large number of people uh, seeing the content I'm creating is all an attempt, I'm sure, to lure me in for more. However, it was still nice to know that quite a few people saw something that might have helped them with a car question they would have. Outside of that, a lot of people liked my posts announcing when I opened the business, showing off my location, and when I shared about reaching some small, albeit meaningful, milestones. I can't thank you all enough, and I truly look forward to seeing where I'm able to continue helping going forward. In terms of the business side of things, I had a good start to the business, uh, much better in some ways than I was expecting. And yet, it also was nice when it slowed down a little bit more for me, because it allowed me the opportunity to kind of review what I was doing, make sure that I wasn't allowing myself to lean too far into some of the things that I wanted to be really careful about and to kind of analyze how I'm doing things as well, just to see, was I enjoying it? Was it helpful enough for people? And I I like that kind of process. Although I'm not going to lie, I've definitely had hopes that in some ways, the uh, financial side of things would have been off to a little bit stronger start, but I am actually really happy with what I've been able to do, the time that I've had, and the ability to learn along the way that I think wouldn't have happened had business started off just as strong as it did and then continued at that kind of a pace afterward. Realistically, it probably would have meant that there was no way that I would reach my goal of getting 50 podcast episodes in either because the amount of work that was required and the time it was taking, it was just going to spread me too thin. One of my big goals for myself in being an entrepreneur, starting a business, was to take care of myself. You've heard me talk about on past episodes how my previous time in the car industry was incredibly stressful for me. It meant really, really long hours. It meant being kind of beholden to systems and things that I didn't agree with, which made it more challenging, in my opinion, for me to do my job as well as I wanted, to having customers who were unhappy with things that were outside of my control, and just a lot of things that made life stressful. And I'm sure you're probably not going to be Uh, feeling any different about this, but there have definitely been other jobs in the past that I've enjoyed, but have done a lot of the same thing where it's asked a whole lot of me. It's taken a lot out of me, and 
those were some of my big goals with starting this business, making sure that I set it up in a way that I felt was sustainable and manageable and something that I would want to continue doing for as long as possible. Again, thank you for everything that you've done and anything that you've been able to, you know, do to share this podcast or even just listening to it. All of those things have been incredibly helpful for me. It's been exactly what has kept me wanting to continue doing this. Uh, So thank you. And let's go ahead and move on to some of the next steps and planning for the future. It shouldn't come as a surprise when you make your first 50 podcasts or social media posts or, well, anything, that you're going to have some duds along the way. While we all want to just be good at things right from the start, it doesn't really work out that way. And honestly, I'm just as appreciative of the failures as I am of the successes. One thing I learned is It takes a long time to produce content. Well, I won't say I learned that from this venture, just that the amount of time it can take can be a whole lot more than you bargained for. Even when you already feel you had some pretty realistic expectations. With that said, I'm not surprised that I've struggled a bit to stay on top of content creation, especially when it comes to social media. To kind of tap into a little bit of me, uh, my whole perspective on social media is, well, it's always been complicated. I was an early adopter of Instagram. I was in college when the Facebook.com took off and it was focused on college students. So I was kind of there for the introduction to all of these things that we've all grown so accustomed to. But capitalism has done its thing and shifted the goals of each of these various sites into really nothing more than just being a money-making machine. And it's done at the cost of our time and attention as well. And I struggle with the idea of trying to be just one more tiny piece of that very messy puzzle. At the time of this episode, there's been a lot of turmoil in places like Twitter And my issues with how Elon Musk has handled his Twitter buyout has forced me to just delete the app and put that one behind me, even though I really enjoyed a lot of what Twitter offered. Facebook and Instagram, honestly, I just don't feel like are any better in a lot of ways. And while I think TikTok might be somewhere I could probably help a lot through videos like the one that I mentioned earlier that kind of took off on Instagram, again, one of the things that holds me back is the time and effort that goes into making that kind of content. It's very hard to commit to that, especially with plenty of other things that need my attention. And because of the fact that I am the sole proprietor that is doing anything and everything for my business. So I guess I say all of that to explain that that's part of the reason why I'm taking a short break from both the podcast and probably a little bit of the social media content that I've put out there. It's going to give me a chance to 
kind of figure out where my time has been best spent. And what I really think would be helpful at this stage is to get any feedback that you, a listener of my podcast, would be willing to share with me. I've said it before that I'm definitely the type of person who tries to look at all feedback as positive, even if it feels like it's negative. I want to learn and improve and I don't want to say necessarily so much grow in the terms that so many people look at growth these days where it's all about chasing big numbers and making tons of money and things like that. But I would say growth is something I'm after just as a person and as a producer of any sort of content so that I get better at it and it resonates with more people. I won't be upset uh, if you give me advice that talks about lots of things that I'm probably already aware of that could be improved upon. Um, just know it's not going to be something that offends me and it's something that I really would seriously appreciate. As I take this little break, having that kind of feedback is going to be really helpful to understand what sort of changes I should make and which direction I could take things going forward. Some of the other decisions revolve around producing content that I enjoy versus making what might be getting the most attention. Some of the episodes that I made that were my favorites are some of your least favorites, at least in terms of the number of people listening or downloading and the general feedback that I saw on those episodes when posting about it on social media. Also, that's definitely the case when it comes to video content. I know that most people start off feeling uncomfortable being on video, but also the editing time and the equipment that's needed creates a lot of other challenges. You might recall a handful of episodes back, I was really trying to start making a shift to uh, podcasting within my office and as a result doing video podcasts but I just ran into a bunch of issues it became a lot of additional work to try to set it up and as this is one component of my business but not one that I kind of expect to see any sort of financial outcome as a result of it's the type of thing I just have to proceed with caution about now, to kind of turn it back to something positive, because I didn't mean for this section to be uh, a rant or anything, any sort of a just a venting session to my uh, podcast listeners, one piece of feedback that has come up often and has been so incredibly welcome to hear is that I seem to be a natural teacher. Honestly, hearing that from a variety of different people has been such an enormous compliment. In the past, I've had roles that allowed me to be a manager or a leader of a department or of a, and a group of people. It's given me the opportunity to teach people and train and try to guide them on the things that I know about whatever it is that we're doing within, within that workflow. And I always enjoyed a lot of that work even though I know that it was something that I wasn't great at at first. I probably have some past uh, people who worked with me who saw a lot of issues that I had to work through as a young person trying to get a feel for what it meant to be a manager, to be a leader. Um, but as I spent more time in that role, I really did learn that 
I enjoyed a lot of that. And I did want to incorporate that as sort of the premise of what I'm trying to accomplish in regards to this podcast. And it's because of that sort of natural teacher compliment or feedback that I've gotten that has actually set something up that I have on the horizon that I'm very excited about. And that's to do a speaking engagement at Wake Forest University. A combination of my network of friends and this content that I've shared on the podcast has provided me with this opportunity. And I'm gonna be talking to the Women's Center specifically. You can probably tell that I'm excited to have the chance to do this and I feel like it might be really a great medium for sharing the knowledge that I have about the industry and to do so directly with an audience that I most want to try to help. People who have been you know, discriminated against and taken advantage of, especially by the car industry over the years, deserve better. And that's always been one of my primary goals is to give everyone an equal positive experience. I hate that that's not something that is more of a norm. I don't know that I as one voice, one person trying to work toward this is going to be able to make the significant changes that are necessary industry wide. However, I look forward to every opportunity I have to really turn things around. If that means that it happens through, you know, the listeners to this podcast and that's it, that's fine. If it happens through being able to help people find and and purchase cars so that they don't have to go through the dealership process, that's great as well. But if this opportunity to do things like speaking engagements at you know, reputable, wonderful universities or anywhere else that I might be able to share this kind of knowledge and information with more people. If that's the way I go about doing it, then I'm very excited about that. And maybe that's the direction that uh, this part of the proper car ends up taking. Just as I've advised you to enjoy the journey when driving your car, I'm trying to do the same with starting this business and this podcast, and I'm looking forward to seeing where these twists and turns will be taking me. Okay, as we go into this last segment of episode 50, as we're doing an end of year highlight and kind of wrapping up the year, I want to reflect a little bit more about the business side of the proper car and what this year has really meant for me and what I've learned uh, over the last six months or so. I think that learning is probably one of the most key terms that I can use in regards to how this experience has gone for me. Um, I mentioned before that I started off with kind of a rush of things. I had a lot going on and then it quieted down. And as a result, I was able to kind of step back, analyze it a little bit, and try to learn from that. And some of the things I've learned have been that it's going to be difficult to change the ingrained habits of car buyers. And what I mean by that is to get people to take a little more time for the search and for the purchase process, despite knowing that it can save them thousands in the end. 
And when I talk about saving time, I've often talked about how the time you spend as a consumer shopping around, doing that research, trying to find a car, and then going to maybe multiple dealerships, that's actually a huge waste of time. I think the difference here is what I want to try to get more people to do is plan a little bit more in advance and to do these conversations with someone like myself who can help lead the way and help answer questions and who can then take on a lot of the work. Not that that means that it's going to immediately turn around and result in a vehicle being found and, uh, you know, picking up a car the following week. That's the part where I think taking time and for all of us to learn a little bit more patience in situations regarding spending thousands and thousands of dollars and how it can be really beneficial. The limited inventory that I've kept was definitely the quickest and easiest way for me to make sales and turn some sort of a profit. And that's not a surprise to me, given that that's really how the whole entire industry is structured to work. But I definitely came in with a bit of hope that the brokerage model would be really appealing to people who've had these negative experiences in the past. And while it's received a lot of positive feedback, and I do have uh, a handful of clients that I'm working with in this way, it hasn't really taken off quite the ways that I expected it to. There's a good chance that taking an approach like I did with the goal of creating 50 episodes of this podcast to set a goal for spending a little bit more time uh, and giving a little bit more attention to doing brokerage as an ongoing service would be the best way to handle it. And that's how I'm planning on going about it for now. I guess only time will tell. Unfortunately, the adjustments in the used car market have been a little slower than I was expecting them to be. And as a result, getting quality cars for my customers or even to have potential inventory cars to offer has been challenging. I'm picky and I want to make sure that the cars I offer are good, they're quality. And I also have to be careful to not risk losing money when I buy these cars and turn around and sell them to someone else. And all those things make it harder. But these intentions aren't something that I'm willing to give up on. I'm not going to just compromise my morals and my way of running this business um, purely so that I can just make more money. That takes it right back to everything that I wanted to try to make sure this business isn't about. I also know that if I stay the course and if I continue to just be really actually out there trying to help people that in the long run, that will work out just fine for me. Thankfully, some of the other services that I provide, such as photography, are garnering some interest. And I have some other things in the works that might help me to kind of find a niche that's within the car industry that I enjoy and that still allows me to meet those strict standards that I have while at the same time being profitable and being something that can 
bring in the finances that are necessary to keep a business going. There's going to be more on that to come, so stay tuned. Keep following me on social media and keep an eye out for the next season of The Proper Car. As I've said a few times already on this episode, I'm so grateful for you and I really look forward to your feedback to help me learn and keep this show going in a way that's both helpful and enjoyable. Every single one of you out there listening to this episode are the reason that I do this, and I want you to know that you are the most important part of this podcast. This might be a sign-off for just a few weeks or maybe a little bit longer, but you'll definitely be hearing from me again soon. So please share the podcast and any of your favorite episodes with anyone you know who you think might benefit from hearing this content that I've put out over the last 50 episodes. I really look forward to hearing from you and to seeing where this goes in the future. As always, you can learn more about the services I provide at thepropercar.com or on social media at the underscore proper underscore car. DM me there or email me at podcast at thepropercar.com. Thanks for listening, and until next time, enjoy the drive.